did you know? We've got a Patreon campaign. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, you can find out all about the cool rewards you can get. Um, we thank every one of you that is doing that already. We just recently reached our Bloodborne tier, which is awesome. Um, means that we will be able to pay for getting PS4s and Bloodborne and continue doing the show. We are always going to continue doing the show, even if it costs us a bunch of money. But uh, it's awesome that you guys care enough to where you know, want us to do that. Like, I'm just a, I'm just a student guy. And I've got tons of, tons of money. I'm a poor college student. All I spend all my money on skateboards and letterman jackets and hanging out at the quad. Just sucking like an idiot. <laughs> just, just being a big dope. So uh, because of that, I appreciate your support. I appreciate it anyway. So thank you very much to all of our Patreon backers. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Do you intend to link the fire? Then you must first take the throne. Prove your worth. Find the ancient crowns. Seek adversity and they will be yours. And your wishes granted. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Anjali Kanurian. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. Yes, and this week we are talking about the Crown of the Sunken King DLC uh, as we're entering the post-game content uh, for the uh, for, for Dark Souls 2. Um, and as you heard, we are joined by, um, I'm going to say it, the, uh, this is Angelica, is that, is that how you say it? I'm sorry? You can say Angelica, Angelica. that's fine. Okay, cool. I just I <laughs> want to make sure I'm not being like, ah, this, the, the American pronunciation is the way. But, <laughs> no, the American <laughs> pronunciation is just fine. Yes. If I were to say it in Swedish, I'd say Angelica. But okay. Angelica's fine too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you, Angelica, are from um, uh, P3 Games, which is a, a radio show uh, over in Sweden. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a public service radio show that yeah. goes uh, every Saturday for two hours uh, on national radio channel P3, which is like the youth channel. Hmm. So hmm. we have a show about games there. Um, I like to think more of it as a show for. Not so much about games as it is about like gamer culture and, and gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I figure people read the news online. People already know the latest stuff. So we try to do other things like mm, this week's episode is all about our favorite weapons in games. <laughs> and we like brought a, an expert on the show. That's, he's an expert on histor- historical weapons. So we ask him dozens of questions and try to figure out what the best video game weapons are. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds great. Yeah, how, really, like, that sounds awesome. How is Sweden so on point that that gets on the radio across yeah. the entire country? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, people love it. It's um, it's our eighth season, so I've been doing this for four years. Wow! So it's it's going pretty good. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I, I mentioned it in the last episode, but the the way that um, I I you know. Like I, I was going to say I'm embarrassed to say. I'm not embarrassed to say that I would ha- I would not know about this radio show, um, except for one of our uh, listeners, um, at Stella King on Twitter, um, pointed you out uh, to me. So I'm very happy he did. He or she did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, you, there's also a blog as well um, that mm-hmm. you do. 
It is, uh, is it like the trans, uh, some of the stuff I have is through direct translation. And I think it said um, like <laughs> Xbox girl and, and brother. I think it was yeah, that or Xbox. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I started a blog at, uh, in 2007. Uh, I got an Xbox and I was like, hey, I want to write about this. I, I, I read a lot of fashion blogs online and, and I wanted people to talk about games the way they talked about fashion. Um, so I started a blog and then later on my brother came on and started writing with me and uh, that's how I got into writing about games. So mm -hmm. I've been having this blog for quite a few years. I don't write as much anymore since I have the radio show, mm -hmm. but um, it's really what got me into like game journalism. Super, super cool. Can you, um, can you talk to us a little bit about um, your relationship to the Souls games or how you, have you always been into them from the beginning or did you get into them, uh, you know, kind of in the middle or? Um, I think kind of, I started playing Demon Souls and I got so pissed that I stopped, <laughs> <laughs> which I understand is an experience a lot of people have. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, I remember writing like a poem about it. Uh, do you remember? Oh, I don't remember the movie. It, it's like an old movie. Um, oh, is it called Ten Reasons to Hate You? Because that's what or, it's called, translated ten, in Swedish. Th ten things I hate about you. Yes. Yeah, that movie. Yeah. Like he reads. Uh, <laughs> he reads. She reads a poem about why she hates him, and I wrote <laughs> that exact poem about Demon Souls uh, <laughs> for like a, a news site about games. That I remember this. Um, but I, I really got hooked when I started playing Dark Souls. And then I went back and played and finished Demon Souls because <laughs> I didn't finish it the first time. And I just fell in love with Dark Souls. It was, I've been playing like forever. I've been playing since I was five years old. Um, and I played a lot of games. But lately, I haven't really felt as challenged by games until I started playing Dark Souls. And it's, it was like something inside of me just awoken. Something mm -hmm. that I've been missing in games. It was such a great experience. And I, and I know everyone who's listening in is probably a Dark Souls fan. So I'm pretty sure people know what I'm talking about. But when you talk like this to people who haven't played Dark Souls, who doesn't get it, you sound like a lunatic. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's it's really such a different experience from what you're used to. Mm -hmm. Because since it's my job to know everything about games, I, I play a mm -hmm. lot of different games. I mm -hmm. need to know things about pretty much every game that comes out. So I really play a lot of games, a little each. Mm -hmm. But I keep coming back to Dark Souls <laughs> all the time. Our um, so, our friend uh, did I Bob, answer your question? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely, absolutely, very much so. Um, our friend, have you ever seen uh, the movie uh, They Live? Uh, I don't think I have. It's a there's a in the movie um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper actually the wrestler gets a <laughs> pair of magical glasses that lets him see how the world really is, and it's it's full oh. of these like aliens. And uh, our friend Bob compares Dark Souls to that. Like once you play Dark Souls, it's like putting on the glasses <laughs> from They Live, and you see kind of like how other games actually are. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And everything yeah. has to, everything gets compared to Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like yeah, if yep. it isn't better than Dark Souls, why should I play it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a that that is a plague across this network. Actually, <laughs> is, uh, is, yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like that time in Dark Souls when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I've, I've I've been speaking so much about it to my friends that I've got a lot of my friends 
interested in starting playing Dark Souls. So, like, I remember have, having a like a girls' night, having my girlfriends over for dinner, mm-hmm. and this was booked some time ahead, and I didn't realize it was it was it was the same evening that the Dark Souls to beta would be online, oh, yeah. and it was you know it was like what was it like three hours something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. And yeah. I was having a dinner at that time, so I just I. I Gave them some wine, and we just everyone sat on the sofa <laughs> playing Dark Souls yeah. and took turns, <laughs> and that was awesome. Change yeah. of plans. Yeah, that, that is great. Yeah, but they were in on it, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what uh, what did we cover last time, Cole? Uh, last time we pretty much covered some odds and ends from the uh, from the main. Uh, uh, vanilla dark souls too right uh so we plumbed the depths of the abyss you know we went dark diving uh, and then we uh traveled back in time to see uh, the truth of king vendrick's uh war on giants doing the uh, doing the giant memories um and that episode kind of concluded with us killing um the hollowed vendrick himself yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh but now his clothing is glowing Ooh. because his soul is hanging out by his clothes <laughs> Um, so we Maybe you should have his... washed them more. Yeah, wash the memories out. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, colon, <laughs> two, colon, wash the memories out. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so we, we go back in time and talk to Vendrick, and he kind of gives us our, our quest log for the, the three DLCs that we're going to be covering. Yeah. And um, you know provides a, a lot of context for some of the stuff um, that we've that we've seen because Vendrick is only spoken of kind of in hushed tones by everybody, you know. So it's a bit refreshing to hear it straight from the man himself, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all the more heartbreaking to see his actual full humanoid form as compared to his desiccated hollow form, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Angelica, did you did you find like how did you first come to the DLCs? Like I know you, um, you since you're plugged into that world, you probably knew that they are coming out and everything. But the game dropped all these kind of in-game clues about it as well that I always thought were kind of neat. Did you stumble across any of those? Um, not really. I think I, I got the items in my inventory and I uh, I went where I was supposed to go. I think. Uh, a fellow journalist actually told me, like, oh, you just go there, and there, there's where it is. Mm. So I didn't really pick up the clues. Um, I, have a, I have a very special way of playing Dark Souls, because since I'm, since I'm a journalist, I actually got access to the game. I think I got it, like, two weeks before it was released. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like, there was nothing. There was nothing online. Mm-hmm. On, if I were to get stuck anywhere... Which, which you do when you play Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I had no one, to, no one to ask. I couldn't Google it because there was nothing online. So I really went into Dark Souls 2 completely blind. And I had to manage pretty much everything on my own. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was such an intense experience. And I know if, if I were able to look things up online, if I was stuck somewhere for like three hours, I would probably look it up online. But I couldn't, so I didn't, and that just made the whole experience so much stronger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I have I have a thing for it. I pretty much try to avoid looking things up, but um, since I already knew where I was supposed to go, since someone told me, I yeah. But I I did I didn't look up any things from the DLC once I got in there. I tried to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't do know some... if that's the way you guys played, or or do you? like talk to each other and like oh you should go here 
Um, we'll we'll talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to avoid. I I will try to go through an area, all the way just on my own. And then um, when Dark Souls Two was coming out, I didn't watch a bunch of trailers or or gameplay stuff. Um, but then once I've got to the end and bought bought the boss, then I want to know everything I missed. Mm-hmm. So then I will go through and just do like a really deep dive and try to figure out everything about an area. But I always try to get that first playthrough on my own. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, yeah. I really think that's the way to play it. Yeah, my my approach is pretty similar. I think I'm a little bit more um, ready to go to a guide if I'm getting stuck because I guess I'm more easily discouraged. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I had the uh, I had the future press guide uh, around mostly as a as a collector's kind of thing, um, and it was kind of behind glass for uh, some very particular <laughs> moments of frustration. And you know, the comforting thing is. Uh, no matter how much of that you read, you still have to execute on all of it, so it doesn't get you through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. The um, one of the big things that lets you know that this is you know going to happen is the uh, the tower. Um, what is the name of that tower in Majula that has the uh, all the dead people on uh, it? I have I have no idea. It, it has a name. I, I can't remember the name, of it, but on the back of it, this tells you where all the DLCs are. Oh, so there's a part where it said like the text is faded and worn, but once the DLCs came out, this tells you where to go. Mm. Oh, to access wow. them. I, I completely is it, forgot. Is it about like the... a monument? Yeah. 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 It's called like the something monument or the monument of something. It's something evocative that people will write in and tell us. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, that tells you where to go um, here. Okay. But I, I kind of knew because of those big conspicuous empty rooms behind these certain <laughs> bosses anyway. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that room? Yeah. The, the big, the big yeah. cubes. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they put so much effort into making everything uh, like have a meaning or everything is a hint and you see this big empty room you just know there's going to be something there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and and i think that it actually the um portal actually showed up a couple days before you could actually access the dlc it did yeah yeah um and it's it's significantly it's the same portal that is in the shrine of winter Mm -hmm. um which we we'd seen before yeah the serpent uh, obelisk yeah, yeah, and it has those little, um, little kind of reliefs on the side that have little, little bits of story to them as well. Um, if you read those, so it says something like it's, it, you know, it says that you're forbidden to go there, and it talks about, uh, you know, essentially just it being an ancient kingdom and in, in Dark Souls speak. Yeah, like it, it's a, it's pretty esoteric. Yeah, you're yeah it's to, very cryptic. Going to face hardship befitting a monarch, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, when I went and saw that uh, that that warp room for the first time, like, you know, going in fully knowing and expecting it to be the gigantic cube, I had heard rumors that, oh, this had updated. That kind of took my breath away. <laughs> like, yeah. this whole thing is incredibly beautiful. Like, after after the Black Gulch, which is kind of just this horrible, corrupted place. Mm-hmm. And and once you actually go in, um, it is even, like, the, the intro to this is one of the stronger. And actually, this intros to all three of the DLCs, I think, are really strong. Yeah. When, when you first go in. Um, so wh- where we're headed is uh, Sholva, the Sanctum City, um, which was a, a secret kingdom built around a slumbering dragon named Sin. Um, everything here is designed to protect or worship this dragon um, from kind of the outside. And uh, one day a man named Yorg from an order of Drake Blood Knights sets out to destroy the dragon and bathe in his blood, um, which is gross. <laughs> and uh, after sinking a spear into the uh, dragon's belly, Sin started spewing poison. And killed and hollowed the entire kingdom more or less at once. Yeah, I, I love that inversion of the usual valorous knight goes to kill dragon thing. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, just uh, the, the the way that it takes that kind of cliche and turns it is is incredibly evocative, along with just the overall design of this place. Yeah. But um, was the Sin, the dragon, was was he asleep the whole time while he was worshipped? Or was was he like a good guy or a bad guy? Or the reason for Jorg wanting to kill him is that just to bathe in his blood. There was like no personal feelings. Yeah, you, you know, he Sin might have, you know, bit his steez or something. I, <laughs> I I assume that it was just the the blood. Like just what we know about the um the Drake blood, uh people they consider dragon blood to be holy and hold the secrets of life. Mm-hmm. Um so as far as we know, that's what he did. And I think that Sin was sleeping until he got stabbed. Um, which I mean usually that's that's how stabbing works and sleeping works, I guess. <laughs> um, the uh, But I don't think it was personal. I think that they just heard about this dragon. And there's a lot of kind of like conjecture and stuff in the community. Um, if, you know, Yorg is a free agent or if Yorg actually works for Vendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's got a ring and it looks a lot like the uh, the Drang Lake crest yeah. mm-hmm. on his ring. So he could have been sent here by by Vendrick. Yeah. Um, Additionally, the Drake Blood Knights that you encounter later on in the Sanctum are carrying... Uh, the same shields that you get as a reward for the blue sentinel. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that 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 ties them into kind of the 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 outer establishment. If here's here's a real basic kind of question that I, I an assumption I made and I wasn't I realized I wasn't totally sure. Um, are we going back in time here? Yeah, because yeah, I thought a lot about that too. Because you warp somewhere, and it's not sure if you just warp in place or. If you warp in time too, but um, I I feel like you warp to a place that's been that's been this way for a very very long time. Yeah. So I don't think that you necessarily move back in time, but I think you go to a place where time practically has been standing still since things just went to shit. Yeah, this mm-hmm. th- th- this is a, a prolonged aftermath. Is the is is the yeah. sense that I got. So if you are traveling back in time, it's functionally, you know, that like that that has very little bearing on on yeah. the proceedings, right? Well, the 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 bearing it has is on whether this is, um, you know, like it, if it answers that whether like Vendrick was uh, contemporaneous. Is that a word? Contemporary, you know, yeah, uh, contemporary with with uh, these guys, or whether this was an earlier version of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that also kind of makes a sense given like what we learn about the the relationship between a king and a queen yeah. uh, that happens here mm-hmm. um, and kind of bears out with the other DLCs as well, yeah. um, where you it could be the same kind of story being told over and over, yeah. which kind of supports the Dark Souls 1 is a version of Dark Souls 2 yeah. uh, theory mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, or this could literally just play into a large story and this is just another kingdom that Vendrick conquered. Yeah. Um, I, so, so when you, when you describe it like that, it makes me think that we are retracing Vendrick's steps. And if you are traveling back in time, he traveled back in time as well to try and claim these crowns. Or just did it so long ago that it might as well be back in time. Yeah. Like Vendrick is just, you know, super eternal because we don't really know how long it's been, you know, uh, once we get to Drang Lake. Yeah. Like, you know, so when, when, when this siege on that fort can last, you know, for generations so that you're fighting in the same war that your grandpa fought in, time mm-hmm. is not working on the, 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 the scale that you presume it is. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just interesting. Like I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Like I kind of like both those, the, both those interpretations seem really sound mm-hmm. to me, but um, yeah, I, I tend to think of it as, as this is somewhere that Vendrick uh, had his fingers in. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, they both kind of work since there are kind of eerie parallels in all three of the DLCs. Yeah. You know, so if you think of it that way, they're almost like little individual Dark Souls storylets, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I'm crazy yeah. into. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I keep wondering, um, like the purpose of the DLC is to get the crown, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you want to do that? Why, why do you want the crown? <laughs> is there like, no, I mean, is, is there like other than, hey, I like. I'd like myself a neat crown or, or, it's, it's, or is there actually like a purpose to collecting these crowns? I, I have to add, I haven't finished the last DLC. I just right. played the two first. Uh, Vendrick himself says that these, that these crowns contain the power of, of Lord's past. Um, mm-hmm. And that uh, it is kind of the King's duty and folly to, um, to seek these out so he can get closer to the flame. So yeah. this is all, this is all part of this uh, trying to break the cycle of the dark. Uh, to but if Vendrick has been invading these kingdoms before, why haven't he taken the crowns himself earlier? Yeah, that's a um, like one <laughs> one answer for that. It might be that the the various queens that we run into were able mm-hmm. to keep him off. Yeah, like he attempted to. You're going to go succeed where he failed. Right. Yeah. Um. So like he sent uh, Yorg to go kill the go get the the crown and kill the dragon, but then the big poison explosion happened, mm-hmm. um, and killed right. Yorg. As we get York stuff, so like it maybe he he just barely failed at it, and maybe that's when the, why he's in the sorry state he's in now, because mm-hmm. um, he, he didn't get them. And something does once you get all of the crowns, there is a, a thing that happens. Um, so like it, we, but it, it, it kind of plays into Dark Souls 2 ness, where like you are doing stuff without really knowing why, like you are doing things because somebody tells you to do it. Um, you know, be it the Emerald Herald or Vendrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like the first thing the game tells you. You'll be you'll be going there, and you don't really know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so, uh, laying out the, the thesis. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you when you first get into this area, um, it's really just like kind of amazing looking. Um, the when you when you head through, you're, you're in that large chamber, um, and then you head through the that hallway of like the statues um, with no eyes. Mm-hmm. Who are going that are everything's askew like it's been uh, the subject of like an earthquake or something like that. I really appreciate that yeah. that walk up. Yeah, yeah, especially like stepping out of that perfectly circular chamber into what appears to be like a fun house, essentially. Can I just of it, uh, ask something? Because sure. um, the monument you go through, like where you warp, it's it's like three headless snakes, mm-hmm. right? Um, why is that? Do you guys have an idea? Like, what does it mean? Why why aren't they having any heads? The um the leading theory thing that I've read online is that they represent the serpents from Dark yeah. Souls One. Um, I don't. I we haven't seen serpents uh, since then. Like, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily buy that just because there's nothing else that really supports them. But it could be like a like a legendary interpretation of those yeah. serpents. Like, if it's been so many you know years that like this is how they think of the them um you know like 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 just tales have been passed and changed and played telephone throughout the generations yeah um yeah yeah i think I'd they just the head of those two because they look like ugly suck puppets they didn't have enough so material ugly. for the team they're like my least favorite thing about the first dark souls <laughs> game because they don't fit in they're so ugly yeah <laughs> they're super goofy it looking is super weird and they like swallow you and yeah it's <laughs> yeah. super weird so if i were to put them in dark souls 2 yeah i'd cut their heads off <laughs> or put a put a literal giant sock over yeah. their hats like yeah, a really cute that. sock with two red stripes <laughs> um, like an athletic sock <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Please continue with the carnival walk. King Seeker Framped, the Gold Toad. <laughs> yeah, Gold Toad Framped. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then Crew Cut Calf. Yeah. So this is something that, uh, um, at least across the two DLCs that I've played so far, a shocking admission, I know. Um, this this first view that you get of the Sanctum is uh, uh, kind of the first the first time that I knew this was going to be a fundamentally different experience than mm-hmm. uh, than the other areas in, uh, in in Dark Souls 2 because you see everything like yeah. this this vista that you get oh, you know overlooking the ziggurat I got a distinct sense of like yes I am going to go to there like behold this the, everything you see everything everything the sun touches or doesn't touch you know here you go yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you and if you look down, you actually see those um, those little dragon butt things mm-hmm. are are down there. Which like the, this game doesn't do that as often as the the first one did, where you can kind of see a faraway area. But like, oh, those things moving down there. Like I'm gonna kill those, or they're gonna <laughs> but, kill me. Like that's you know. But that's I feel like happen. that's how I felt the whole time playing the first Dark Souls game. Because mm-hmm. you could go yeah. everywhere, and all areas felt connected, and and you could just yeah. see like, oh, I used to be over there, and I want to kill those guys over there. <laughs> But I didn't feel that way playing Dark Souls 2. That was like the most disappointing thing about Dark Souls 2 was how the world felt so disconnected. Yeah. Um, and and maybe they're trying to fix it with the DLC. And I think also the whole thing about uh, how like one dimensional, it was like, yeah, you go forward. And now they with the DLC, they wanted to do something that lets you travel like in different levels of height. Mm-hmm. Not only like go from one point to the next, like, and that's why it's so confusing. Yeah, that's um, that's the source of most of the praise that Sunken King got. Yeah, yeah, like it it, I feel like yeah, the DLCs are trying to like kind of recapture something mm-hmm. from yeah, from because the I felt like games. well, this is what it's supposed to be. I didn't get so happy. I was more like not disappointed because I yeah. didn't <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> you got back to neutral with Dark Souls too because hey, <laughs> you guys fucked up because I wanted the game to be like this, the whole game, not only the DLC. Yeah. So. That was that was my <laughs> my thought yeah. when I went in there and were able to see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that uh, the, the, that interconnected and doubling back over nature uh, um, makes us very difficult to talk about in a sequential fashion. Um, in, in a way, Dark Souls Two, uh, its linearity was very good for this show because there was a, a distinct sequence of events that you could count on. Uh, but uh, uh, this is going to be kind of a disjointed conversation, I think, as we talk about more of the highlights. So if we don't hit your favorite little diverticulum um, into this uh, into this city, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll forgive us. Yeah. So it's yeah. about the set pieces. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, which are in abundance. So, like, when you first get here, also, you see uh, Sin. Mm-hmm. Which is, this is a huge set piece moment kind of thing that recalls, um, you know, the the prior DLC, the Atorius of the Abyss, where you have the encounter, the nonviolent encounter with the dragon before you actually fight him, mm-hmm. um, where he uh, he's kind of draped over this really mm-hmm. uncomfortable looking outcropping, <laughs> yeah. and and then uh, and then you know flies off, kind of yells and flies off, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then and then you make your way into the actual kind of. And and they're really generous with bonfires here, which I really appreciate mm-hmm. because they because it is uh, super difficult. Like that's something we should say about all the DLCs is that they are post game content. Like these are these are challenge areas. Um, I feel like all three of them are pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and pretty much everybody that I've read <clears throat> uh, writing about this or talking about this um, has said, "Oh, I went into this and my build was not right for it." 
Yeah. I think that that speaks more to just a general difficulty because I've never heard somebody say, oh, you have to use this obscure pyromancy to get through. Like, everything is just tough. There's no yeah. easy way to, like, cheese this. Yeah. Um, mostly because of these, uh, the the rank and file that you're running to, these Sanctum soldiers who, mm. um, you know, the one, uh, they punish you for, you know, being... Uh, or like they can poison you mm-hmm. throughout. Well, they introduced the poison cloud ones a little bit later. Yeah. Um, these ones, though, you can still get close to, but they have super crazy high poise. Um, so they're very hard to stagger. Um, so if you're playing a strength build, you can't just kind of knock these guys around. Like you have to uh, be cognizant and, and block and fish for backstabs and such. Yeah. Um, Angelica, which uh, what kind of build did you initially take into this DLC? So my first build was a um, uh, dexterity build, mm-hmm. I think i used the warped sword and mm, yep. uh let's see i think i made some kind of scythe mm. like a dark <laughs> scythe or something yeah um and i i, I finished the game so i was <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty high level and i didn't have any trouble with it actually mm. uh pretty much yeah i think all the bosses went smoothly uh i even did the dragon on the first try actually oh wow but um, ooh, for la, this show, <laughs> what? I said, well, ooh la la. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> well, well, for the for the show, I wanted to like play it again because it was a while ago since I played it. So, I uh, I took another of my characters that actually had just gotten to the Black Gulch, and I was getting ready to fight the Rotten. So it was like the perfect uh, place in a playthrough to actually go there. I thought. <laughs> because I had this uh, hex build with the sorceries. And um, I went straight into the DLC and got my ass handed to me. <laughs> it was super difficult playing with, with only hexes and sorceries. I had a lot yeah. of trouble with the knights in the beginning. Yeah, the, their resistances are crazy out of whack. Um, yeah. yeah, because I was used to being able to just one-shot things. And uh, yeah, nope. Not, not those guys. <laughs> I had to actually, I used the fire sword that you find in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good, like for a long yeah. time in the game. Um, yeah. I, I used that a lot and tried to backstab them, but I, I died so fast. I mm-hmm. could take like two hits and then I was dead. So, <laughs> well, and, um, and yeah. It's, it's very rare that you're going to be fighting one of them at a time, too. Yeah. Like they're set yeah. up to cover each other um, with both archers and with like kind of backup melee. Yeah. And you're introduced to the big gimmick of, of this first area, um, which you, there are these switches, um, these magical, uh, <laughs> you know, looking mystic, uh, you know, switches that you hit that raise and lower platforms that you can either use for cover or they can actually damage on the guys. If they're standing on them, it will it will hurt them. Um, and you can kind of set these things up in order to get some cover from the archers while you fight one group versus another. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's very elegant the way they first introduced this, where like the switches are non-critical. It's just mm-hmm. an advantage um, to show you, like, hey, maybe I'll try hitting that and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then later to actually get to different areas and uncover more significant uh, secrets and bonfires and such, you have to use them. Yeah. And also, uh, the enemies are using them as well. Uh, a, a way that I uh, got got bones uh, a couple times was raising one of them without realizing that uh, some enemies would be, would be riding them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, just oh, here's special delivery. Three of yeah. these sanctum yeah. soldiers have fun. Again, again. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like oh yeah, send them back on down. Yeah. Just click it again. If uh, and if you ride yeah. them, there's like some some interesting treasure. 
mm-hmm. and stuff that you can find. Um, like the DLC start introducing um, to kind of answer that idea that like, oh, I don't have a good build for this. They introduce some really uh, uh, highly upgraded equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You get a, a longbow plus seven. Yeah. Um, from riding one of those things. And uh, so, like, if you're like, oh, shit, I need, a, I need a ranged weapon. I never used one. It's like, well, here's one that's, like, appropriately leveled for this point in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and there's you know? also, like, a hint to how you're supposed to utilize those towers that you're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to hit mm-hmm. these switches from, from far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a different way of looking at, at Dark Souls world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's more akin to a, to a Zelda where you're trying to, you know, scan for these things and recognizing that, oh, they deliberately designed this so that I would have to stand in this particular place in order to see, you know, how to actually proceed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- this is definitely the most Zelda area of a Dark Souls game. This this specifically outside the temple. Mm-hmm area of sunken king and i was kind of happy that the whole dlc was not like that yeah like i like these things um but i you know i've always said a bunch of times like one of the things i like about dark souls is how it's not a puzzle game um and the uh introducing these things like i was like oh this is really novel but i'm glad dark souls doesn't do this all the time mm-hmm. you know um it was really pleasant like kind of having this shifting landscape though uh contributing to this feeling of being lost yeah um and it which i kept getting which is something that doesn't happen in a really linear you know, most levels in Dark Souls no. too. Um, so I really like that. Like I did get very confused in this area outside the temple mm-hmm. for quite a while. Yeah. And it, it feels like it's designed in such a way that, uh, that there are little side roads that will take you um, into uh, a particularly confusing area, but it will drop you back into a place that's halfway familiar. Mm-hmm. And so by kind of groping around, you get um, uh uh, still imperfect, but at least workable understanding of the way of the way that all of this fits together. Like I couldn't draw you a map of this place, like I could, you know, a lot of other a lot of other areas. Um, but uh, uh, at the very least, it works, and I, and I love I love the way that they reveal that piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. and you get to a lot of high places that from where you can look down and actually try to piece the area together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and get a really commanding view of all the different switches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because as you make your way, like once you get to the actual run-up, I'm getting a little bit ahead of us, mm-hmm. um, there's just that series of switches you have to hit in order <laughs> to get that that bonfire, yeah. um, which is kind of a cool cool run. But let's talk about these uh, bug things <laughs> first. So that's the other enemy we run into here are these um, really cool-looking uh, insect enemies, which like one of the big criticisms against Dark Souls 2 is there are not enough non-humanoid anim- enemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the way these things move. Yeah, um, I really like their moves. Um, <laughs> I like how they sound. Yep. Yeah. 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 They're so you got, you nasty. got good moves and a good sound. I want to send you to our record label, <laughs> Corrosive Insect. <laughs> the Corrosive Insect Records, uh, Mister Insect. Um, <laughs> this this album is guaranteed to go rust. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love the way that they take over a room. Like it is just uh obvious that they are they are turning the ruins of the civilization into their hive you know mm-hmm. unsuccessfully and little by little but it's still very unsettling just the way that they have these corrosive egg sacs laying around yeah but i feel like they don't really belong in in this city they don't mm-hmm. really feel like part of the lore I, like, i'm not sure what, that... what what are they doing there are uh, they like, like, like vermin yeah like they moved in Probably. after the city got a got abandoned you know, like um, they were maybe, you know, attracted by the poison or what have you and just yeah. kind of like decided to, to set up shop. Um, what that, did they my eat? Guess. There's um, like no, no trees, no bushes, nothing. Well, there's one tree. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, one. Yeah, they beat that guy. Beat oh. <laughs> <laughs> sad sack up in, in, in Cry Mountain over there. Should we talk about, about that weird stump thing now or should we talk about it later? <laughs> Because that's really, really weird. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it came up. It'd be weird to drop it. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's it, that's so hard to get to. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't figure out how to get to this for a long time. Um, that like that because you have to you have to hit a switch that's behind um, some of these statues across the way, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's difficult to get the angle. Like, I started running to those like classic Dark Souls one hitbox things where I would like shoot an shoot the piece of cover I was using. Um, with an arrow, even though like an arrow would just be floating in the middle of the air. <laughs> um, but eventually you get it, and you, there's this little pathway covered with these um, these little uh, poison spitting, like they're like little tiny bugs covered with those statues from uh, the gulch. <laughs> yep. Well, they're, uh, they're lizards. Yeah. 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 Using uh, them as like carapaces. Yeah, like hermit crabs. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of making it <laughs> super super unnerving and like you have to hit those with a, a distance weapon like you have to aim mm-hmm. um but inside this little room there's like this this tree um <laughs> has this, eyes yeah looks like yeah. something yeah, of a rare big game. yellow eyes that looks kind of sad yeah like, it's super sad yeah this is like yeah. a mesh from like a from a from a uh dropped and forgotten banjo kazooie game yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like banjo you have to gather my golden leaves um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it, it, he's super sad, and and uh, you know I, I had an awesome moment. When I first found it because there are all these little messages that are like quite something ahead, quite you know quite something ahead. And then I got there. There's this sad tree, and I was just like, "What do I do with you?" So then I I went back to the bonfire, got the ring of whispers, thinking like, "Okay, this thing's gonna talk to me. It's gonna be great." Uh, it doesn't. The ring of whispers is still the most like tragically underutilized item in all of Dark Souls history, and uh, you know just stood there and just looked at him. I'm like, well, "I bet you I can kill him." I guess I'll try it. And I did it. I felt bad. Yeah, um, me too. I felt really bad because nothing happened. And I felt like, yeah, okay. So well, maybe no, I just no missed something. Well, the weird thing, right? <laughs> and so, so I went here on Whipfest on my Let's Play and tried to kill him. And he did something totally different. And I had that awesome like spark of discovery. Like, whoa. Because <gasps> if, sh- if you hit him with a whip, then he repairs all of your equipment durability. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be a whiff. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that is so super would, weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Like the only thing I thought I thought of while looking at this, uh, looking at the notes here just now, like maybe like so he was he worked for whoever was here and you had to whip him into providing the service. <laughs> like like a, like a, like literally you had to whip him like a like a slave in order to get him to do this thing. And you know a regular weapon just feels like you're cutting him down, but a whip is yeah. like a signal to him to like provide. Is this it like um, what's it called? Sap. Yeah, yeah, like his sap is some sort of like liquid repair powder. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just filling the cracks in your sword with resin. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But uh, you can find a a notched whip in the same room, right? So it's like a hint that you're supposed to hit him with a whip, maybe. Yeah, for a really obscure effect. But what's the significance? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I actually read somewhere that it's um, an Easter egg. It's a for a character in the Fallout games. Oh, like, oh, it's supposed to be uh, Harold. Yeah. Yeah, the, the talking three, uh, three ghoul thingy, Harold yeah. with Bob. Hmm. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he's I'm funny. Just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of like how sad it is if Harold ended up <laughs> in Shulva the Symptom City. <laughs> like, yeah, that is super sad. Yeah, uh, as but as a, it doesn't sound like a kind of from software thing to do to include that kind of Easter egg. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. We're not talking about. It's not Borderlands. Yeah, like it's, it's no. you know it's from. They don't do that stuff. Yeah, the, no, they don't. Their their yeah. their reference pool is 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 pretty small, and it doesn't it, extend to comedic. It extends to Kingsfield. Yeah, <laughs> like it just extends to games they've done. Oh, well, Berserk and and Berserk. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't know what to make of this. It's it's really cool, and it feels like another one of those merciful decisions. Like, okay, we're going to make you run through all this corrosion stuff. Here's a way for you to repair your durability, or just the fact that this is such a long area uh, anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to run into durability problems. There's like, okay, like let's just have some fun. Like, I pretty much just attribute this to Dark Souls Two having a much more distinct sense of humor than any other yeah. souls game like like <laughs> really this is this is hilarious yeah yeah it, it is it, it kind of owns yeah like it's kind of awesome <laughs> even though it's a little frustrating um and i i like i like these little moments of just like oh this look at this weird weird thing like in retrospect that giant ant in uh in uh the gutter mm-hmm. i really kind of like me too like even though i don't know what it's there for like just that little like oh this is the only one of these that exists in the world and it's not hostile like what is it like it is suggests a lot without answering it mm-hmm. in a way that i kind of like yeah. yeah yeah super goofy mm-hmm. too bad the the reaction you get when you see something like, oh, I've never seen this kind of thing, is that you want to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder what happens if I kill it. What's inside this thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what's a reaction I have whenever I see a turtle? Um, like, I'm just like, what's inside it? Something probably. Delicious soup. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, you make your way across those. If you hit all the switches, you make your way up to a bonfire in the Tower of Prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably the best bonfire if you're able to get up there mm-hmm. um, to actually make your run on the, uh, the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on your way there, uh, Sin flies up and kills two uh, two Sanctum Knights for yep. you. Yeah, he's nice of him. Yeah, like I, I can't help but draw comparisons to the Undead Berg here. Actually, yeah, I don't know if it's the color palette or the fact that this dragon is kind of harrying you uh, throughout the 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 uh, the initial descent, but uh, it, it really does feel like of a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're heading into the Dragon Sanctum, which is this like cool, crazy ziggurat. Here and there's a couple new enemies in here and a couple of interesting things. Uh, one of which is that there's somebody constantly singing um, in here. It's a little bit deeper when you first hear it, but it's it's interesting. Like that's a provides a cool soundtrack. Yeah, to, definitely. To I love that. I, I really love that about this area is that you get the constant singing and, but it's it's kind of muffled, so you want to know who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it sounds like it's deep. Yeah, you know, like yeah. oh, this has to be this has to be well well under the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's echoing around. Uh, the soundtracks are so rare, and whenever they've popped up in the past, like in you know five three, uh, uh, it's it's generally signified something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kind of a non-standard enemy here, and one that I think frustrated a, a, a lot of people uh, because it frustrated me. Uh, these ghost enemies, these sanctum knights. I I really like the sanctum knights. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Once I I had a really good feeling once I figured them out. Oh yeah, me too. Like yeah. they, they they stymied me for a little bit. I was like, oh wait. Their armor's like on this on this slab. I should probably oh, okay. There we go. But uh, but boy oh boy, uh, it was it was a little bit of a hurdle to get over uh, to, to get. Yeah, to something until that was you figure that out, they suck. 
they're the yeah. worst <laughs> until you figure that out and then you're like hey i can kill you guys well, they're invincible yep. which is yeah that, that's that's always hard yeah. um in, well, in any game they're invincible uh to physical damage but you can actually you can actually cast them down like they, oh I didn't, I didn't know that yeah they have uh they have high elemental resistance but you can you can kill the ghost hmm and you know, once you destroy the the, the armor on those slabs, uh, they, they they will remain in physical form, um, mm-hmm. so you don't have to you know always do this order of operations thing. Yeah, and and I think it this... took some time for me to figure that out because I killed them like with maybe a, a fire sword or something that took mm. like forever, yeah. and I thought like <laughs> yeah, it's probably just supposed to be this hard. It's the DLC after all. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went through there like lots of times before I figured it out. And then I felt stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the the like I like how they put these two optional ones over in this little treasure area though, because they're gonna do this in a big bad way yeah. um a little bit later, like where it's like, oh, you know, there aren't they're not just hanging out next to their horcruxes. <laughs> you know, like it's it's like it'd be like a these are like liches just staring at their Philacrides, you know, just like hope nobody kills that armor. Yep, armor's still safe. <laughs> armor's still safe. Got my eye on it. Armor's still good. They're like solipsists. Um, like if they turn their back, it's going to disappear. The um, but later, like that, the, where you have to actually do that mad dash through that burial chamber later. I really love. Like that's really hard and, and great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you get a bunch of cool treasure in this area, um, which yeah. is pretty rad. You get the Katarina Helm, which I think is probably the best single piece of armor if you're going to wear it with other things. Because <laughs> um, it makes anybody look like a spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and you get a whole bunch of upgrade uh, materials and a soul vessel. Like this is this is top tier loot um, in terms yeah. of in terms of usefulness. And and in all the DLCs, soul vessels are fairly prevalent because they want you not to feel like you got screwed over by having a build. Yeah, you know, like if you need to go respec for some new stuff that you found, um, they want you to be able to do it. I have like seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't used very many of them, but it was cool to be able to if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I found a really unique weapon. Let's see what it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go a little bit deeper in and you get introduced to another enemy, these uh, Sanctum Priestesses, um, who are doing some of the singing. Like, this mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, a group effort that they're, that they're all doing. What were you talking about recently where there was also singing? Huh? Aldias. No, wait. Yeah, Aldia. Aldia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're singing there. Yeah, with uh, yeah, with the uh, uh and the Demon of Song. Um, it's 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 a little bit similar to that. These are uh, you know priestesses who are singing in order to keep sin, uh, you know, asleep is what their uh, is what their equipment says. Um, but they are hex casters, and boy, will they will they wreck shop on you? <laughs> yeah, and and they're they're pretty they're pretty squishy, like all all mage characters, but they do an interesting thing a little bit later where you have to actually get through this rotating door mm-hmm. and are kind of exposed to a lot of danger. So to run by, mm-hmm. um, is kind of disincentivized. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to kind of like take everything out one by one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those rotating doors, I love them, uh, from like a visual design, uh, standpoint. And they do something interesting to the gameplay, which is, you know, give this murder hole <laughs> to, uh, to, to a platform on top. Um, so oftentimes there is something very dangerous put in there and also, uh, um, they're kind of relying on you understanding that there is a gap between, you know, like a, like a time gap between when you, uh, press the pressure plate and when it rotates so you can like ride it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can get up there and get that, uh, that archer Mm -hmm. that's up there if you like. Um, you know, so you make your way, uh, through this room and there's just, there's more sanctum nights and more, you know, there's another one of these priestesses. 
And uh, you you get through, and once you get through that door, there's kind of a branching path, and to the left there's a bunch of optional stuff um, that you should go do <laughs> um, because great. you yeah because you get a bunch of cool stuff going yeah. this way. Yeah, uh, I I, lo- I think this might be one of my favorite moments in the in the DLC actually is this uh, <clears throat> series of puzzles uh, leading to that spike stairway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty great. I mean, it is it is straight up Zelda. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the, the, the visuals again on the, on that, uh, on the, on those spikes headed down to where you get the, uh, the puzzling stone sword. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. And again, that, that novelty speaks to me in a big, bad way. Yeah. And the puzzling stone sword rules. <laughs> like it's, it's really yeah, it's crazy super and cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's magnets. So like you can swing it around like a whip, but then it actually just kind of shuns back together. It's like, um, who's the person from soul caliber? Uh, it is like Ivy. Ivy. Ivy, Ivy. Yeah. Yeah, she's my favorite. <laughs> so I was super excited when I found this weapon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's an Ivy Fashion Souls at, at some point. Somebody's oh, sure. That. Yeah. 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 It's actually a pretty good weapon, even though it lies to you with its scaling. Like, it says it has A scaling and dexterity, and that's that's not the case. It says, uh, it says S scaling, actually. Or S scaling, I just, I just rather, looked yeah. it up because that is, yeah. uh, that is crazy. That's something that, uh, that that's, uh, like, at least from what I've seen, a lot of the DLC um, weapons are mixing and matching movesets. Mm-hmm. So that it actually gives you this weird set of versatility. Like this will be uh, both a straight sword and a whip. Uh, there's a lance you get later, York's lance that is uh, th- that is both a spear, a lance, and a twin blade. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it is, it is kind of tapping that that variety um, to create these unexpected combinations. Yeah, which is which is part of like the PvP meta, I think. Mm-hmm. Like being able to set people kind of off guard. Like this this weapon, even fully upgraded, doesn't do tons of damage, um, but it is really unpredictable. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that scaling is is an outright lie. Like even if you have very high dex, it does not do that much yeah. that much damage even fully upgraded. It's a shame that it's you know located so far into the game. Um, I suppose you could make a run to, or make a run for it, but it would be great to do a to do a build that is that is entirely around this. Well, yeah, like let's wait until we get to the the third DLC and there's like the most unique weapon in the game and how much I want to do a, a total run on that. That actually tempted me into taking my my character into uh, New Game Plus to do that, mm-hmm. and it sucked because when to replay all the DLCs, I've had to take Whip Fest back there mm-hmm. um, and redo them with ascetics to do the bosses. Yeah, and they're hard. Um, they're they're New Game Plus with just whips. It's difficult. <laughs> um, so even though I let myself use the sword, the sword is whip like enough. Yeah. That I, I give I give it to my my character gets a pass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about the spike room. Yeah, I love this. The 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 candles intermixed with the spikes on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, looks super cool. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, and it's the usual uh, temptation and risk reward, right? You know, there are these narrow pathways of uh, of safe ground headed in through the spikes, um, and these knights are big dum dums. They'll run over them and uh, and take damage. <laughs> But um, there, you know, there are items out there, and it's up to you whether or not it's worth making a run to grab them. Yeah, and they, they don't take very much damage right. to their to their uh, to their credit. Stupid dum dums. <laughs> um, but uh, in the one of the upper areas, um, you can actually get the Sanctum Crossbow, which is very cool. Love this thing. Yeah, it's a super cool weapon. Yeah, yeah, that is the uh, the range weapon of choice for my uh, for my hex caster. Yeah, it looks more like the um, the the crossbow from Berser- uh, Berserk. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're doing a Berserk build, you want this over the Avalon. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And also, like, it, uh, um, wh- there, there's something about it. Like, it's very good for uh, dark damage. If you yeah. are, uh, it's, it scales with your dark attribute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so in this area, with all these spikes and everything, there are tons of these ghost knights, but nary an armor set to be found, <laughs> um, which is kind of frustrating. But eventually you come to this huge burial tra- chamber where all of their armors are. But there are three knights in there and any of which that you know could have chased you <laughs> from there. So you end up doing this kind of Benny Hill, like <laughs> run around, smash an armor, and then just keep doing laps until you've made them corporeal yeah. to attack. Yeah. Um, I think this was this was the area I was uh, talking about earlier when I said I had to kill the the knights with my little tiny fire sword dozens of times. <laughs> this is this is actually the area I was thinking about because oh, I explored wow. the whole thing like really mm. carefully, but still this was the area I found last. Wow. So I don't know how many times I killed those guys without actually making them like corporal first. Wow! So uh, just plinking away these ghosts as like five of them are bearing down on you. Yeah, I thought that was what I was supposed to do, I guess, because I didn't find the like burial chamber until like the last last room I explored because I think I got sidetracked by all the items. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I figured like, hey, there's got to be a way to actually get to these things. And I kept looking everywhere and I just I just figured, I, I guess I have to kill these guys like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, it's, uh, once I find the burial room, I, yeah. That felt good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get the uh, you get the eternal sanctum key down here, which is kind of your 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 key to proceed. Uh, you can use this to get to the optional challenge area, but um, that is not recommended. Full stop. Uh, yeah. At least <laughs> at least not. Yeah. At least not yet. You should see it. Yeah. But because uh, this this is this is starting uh, from software's long series of jokes about the PvP. Um, <laughs> because you know, as you continue kind of further down. Uh, into this area, you run into the first of their like upping their invader AI mm-hmm. game, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit with uh, Justin <laughs> Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a little uh, like sidetrack you can take to uh, to see another bug room before you get to that and a and a hidden bonfire. But let's talk about Jester Thomas because yeah. this hardest is, boss uh, in the, the DLC. Y- yep. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, even harder than the than the gang squad. Yeah, I don't know if he's harder. I'm okay. just <laughs> I just made a joke. Okay. Um, he he is he is really hard though. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's super smart, and he gestures. Mm-hmm. He's he's gesture Thomas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait, so so one of one of our uh, one of our respondents in the uh, in the appendix for this week said like said gesture Thomas. I, I thought that it was just a typo, and they left it because it was appropriate. But is that is that what people actually call this guy? Oh, I I don't know. I was just making a joke. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if that was the pet like the community's pet nickname for this instance of gesture Thomas. He, he might be. Yeah. Um, he, he does gesture, and mm-hmm. his name is presumably Thomas. Yeah. So, like, in, in like if he was a gym buddy in high school, like, you could you conceivably call him Gesture Thomas. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's real smart. Like, he sets up that, uh, what is it, the the warming light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, power, you know, to heal. He does a lot of area control. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really tough fight. Yeah. And uh, you're getting a taste of uh, what uh, the, the Baneful Queen Mytha uh, you know, got when you summoned him yeah. in there. Holy, I'm just like, and you know, you, you generally stick to this, uh, to this, you know, big room. They give you a, a, a generous, a generous area to fight him, but boy, oh boy, did I have a lot of trouble with him, you know, as, mm-hmm. as I think is, is rifle. How about you, Angelica? Well, I, um, it was I kind of, I really like his headpiece, like the, <laughs> the jester <laughs> mask. Um, it gives, it gives extra drops, right? Like better mm-hmm. drop rate, I think. Yeah. Because I remember buying it in Iron Keep. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm kind of 
I love loot. I love looting. So <laughs> whenever I find something that can increase my chances of getting good loot, I equip that. So like the serpent's ring and this mask, I wore it for pretty much well half of the game, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I, I probably wore it when I met him. <laughs> the first time. Like that. Well, that's it's like a mirror match. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is going to have to go home and change. So this town ain't big enough for the both of us. And it ain't me who's going to leave. Unless you're, at, unless you're at a rave, in which case it's perfectly appropriate for, yeah. two, people, for two people to wear a gesture. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Juggalo uh, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Writing that down as a t shirt yeah. idea. <laughs> um yeah um functionally this is pretty similar to the uh to the jeremiah uh fight from uh um oh gosh painted world paint the, yeah from the painted world because he is uh just straight up dual wielding um pyromancies in a way that you can't and mm-hmm. uh he he does not let up once he once he starts and that uh that warming light uh pyromancy changes kind of the to the, the texture of this battle it turns in, into a miniature king of the hill i tell you what yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You have to if you can control that area, like you're you're in good shape. So in general, like very cool fight, and they are stepping up their invasion game, and we'll, that's going to be a theme over the next three episodes, as we talk about all the cool tricks they do with invaders. And that climaxes in the third DLC that just has amazing, amazing invasion <laughs> invasions. So look forward to that. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so, so you head on down further down into this like flooded cave floor. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, these things called the imperfect that look like the uh, Lost Isolith dragon butt <laughs> monsters. This this whole area, I feel like, is a nod to uh, to Lost Isolith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could I could definitely see it. And the uh, uh, these are those guys you saw when you mm-hmm. were uh, saw the kind of sky's eye view of the uh, Ziggurat. And now you can murder them if you can if you can kill them. Um, they're pretty tough. And this is an area full of like challenge like loot runs like they're like <laughs> really good items in tucked away corners but these things are everywhere and they're hard to kill yeah and they have a it, it feels like more than most other enemies they have patrol patterns hmm yeah you yeah know? like the room the area mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so uh, a large deal you know of your success uh, is determined by whether or not you can manage that yep yep, yep. yep. um yeah but I don't. I don't like this area very much. Um, I don't know. I, they just feel so misplaced. They look like inbred dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> they are super ugly. They do. They do have super goofy, uh, super goofy faces. Maybe this is where the serpents went. They grew yeah. legs, but they didn't do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the legs just grew out of their necks. Like, <laughs> yep. did, did someone oh cut off their God. head and the legs grew out? Yep. It's an abomination. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this might be the lowest point in the game. Yeah. If, if we're talking yeah. about proximity to the Earth's core, then yes. Well, well you, you go further. Oh, no, you don't go further down because you go back up. Yep. When you uh, go further down to uh, to fight the, the boss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is uh, this is very low. Yeah. Some people like to get on top of things. I like to get to the bottom of things. Yeah, you're like the anti you la 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 lo or whatever you guys think <laughs> I it's. don't know what he is. Uli. Ulilia? Yeah. I can never remember that guy's name. No. Um, it's it's weird. Like when I try to put it in the show notes though, and I'll just start typing U's and L's and it, it'll autocomplete. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it's like uh, uh, <laughs> my EverQuest griefer 
Um, it was it was just a kind of, the name was just a combination of um, uppercase I's, lowercase L's, and lowercase I's. So it looked like a barcode, <laughs> and nobody could type yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, a little bit earlier in the in, inside the sanctum, you found this thing called the uh, the dragon. Uh, the, the the dragon stone, which you use to kind of raise this massive bridge up to the inner sanctum, which is yep. a little bit of what you're doing. And if you're like me on my first run through this, before I decided to put down Gesture Thomas uh, once and for all, he will follow you out here after you go through the. the oh, really? The, yes, he will. Oh. And, and so, um, <laughs> you know, it gives you a little bit more room, but also introduces dragon butts uh, to, the, to the fight. <laughs> That makes me think that if you were if you were really having a hard time with Jester Thomas, you could get him to follow you out here and then use a tree of the seed of giants, and mm-hmm. the uh, dragon butts will kill him. Oh, yeah, because that makes uh, you know regular creatures hostile to invaders. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's kind of like a weird you know if you definitely can't beat Jester Thomas. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a there's a convoluted pro tip. Yeah, <laughs> which um. re- which relies on you remembering that that item exists and also remembering what it does and having one. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about this, uh, this interior sanctum yeah. that we had up. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, when you get up here, you, you know, you take an elevator up and this kind of doubles back to the, the first area, which is nice. Um, and you cross this giant bridge, um, and you can actually head down and this is this whole crumbled tower where you end up having to make a lot of jumps that feel like they should be like bonus jumps. <laughs> like I shouldn't have to do this. I should be doing this for treasure, mm-hmm. but you actually have to fall down and make these jumps to, to progress. Yeah. That always feels so weird because I, I feel like whenever you go somewhere, you should be able to go back one way or another. Mm-hmm. But I, this area seems to not at all be like that because yeah. you do all these weird jumps and there's no way you're going to get, get back, back up again. This sanctum belongs in an uncharted game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For all that that implies, like it, it, it is a, a direct result of the warping bonfires whenever you want mm-hmm. design decision. Like the fact that you can, you know, age feather your way back is why they, I think, feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And uh, it's pretty daunting if you don't find the, the, the hidden bonfire, uh, which I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a super, this is like what, like bonfire of the year 2014, though. <laughs> Yep. Like getting that bonfire is a big deal if you can get it because the boss this area is very hard. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking, what bonfire? So there's a little nowhere hallway <laughs> about about two thirds of the way down with a, uh, a a hidden wall that you have to just run up and uh, 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 hump with the A button in order to activate it. And boom, there's a bonfire. There might be a sound cue, but I'm not entirely sure. Hmm, I'm yeah, not I, sure I, I found that one actually. I can't remember it. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. It is a handy <laughs> hidden secret. Um, it is. It is one bonfire they don't want you to know. Um, <laughs> one weird bonfire. Yeah, it's one weird bonfire. Yeah, um, Alana hates it. The, uh, <laughs> these, I think, these enemies are really hard. Oh my gosh, the, uh, they the, fight like the, people. Yeah, <laughs> they do. The, uh, the the Drake Blood Hunt Knights, which are these are Yorg's men. Um, who came here to uh, to get some some sweet sweet D blood, and uh, the uh, you know came to kill Sin, and they're really really difficult. Yep, um, they will yeah. uh, they will parry you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, the, the, these are not the guys who throw who throw. Um, oh my gosh, the uh, the Lloyd's Talisman. That's later, but they will uh, parry your spells as well because they have that spirit tree, uh, spirit tree shield. Yeah, which is just bonkers. Yep, like that 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 is difficult. <laughs> 
Um, that, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, luckily, you can get their armor, yeah. which looks cool and is good. Yep. Um, and then there's this room full of empty treasure chests mm-hmm. uh, that you get to that has this weird little puzzle that if you uh, do these switches in the right order, um, you get like way more. You have like a big crystal lizard party. <laughs> um, like five or six of them yep. like just pour out mm-hmm. and start scuttling. I, I was so not prepared for that. <laughs> Mm. And I got so mad for them scurrying away on the floor. Mm-hmm. I weren't I, able I to kill one them. Of them. I think I had a bow yeah. equipped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that was awful. It's it's more it's more crystal lizards than you have any ability to take down before they disappear. Yeah, but usually when that happens, you see them from far away. You're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of them. I'm gonna have to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. like in Demon Souls, right? There's yeah, like yeah. this huge pit in the mines. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, and you can like pick them one by one. Uh, from mm. far far away with the, um, bow and arrow, but you see them, you, you, you know they're there. But at, at this point, you could get them thrown at you, and you get to kill like maybe one <laughs> or two, and then like you're just sad. It, it's it's a pinata of crystal lizards. Like if you don't come in with firestorm, you're not going to get them all. It's a pinata um, full of pinatas. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a pinata pinata, like like the pizza inception party pizza. pinata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In pin, pinaception. Pin, oh, that was very good. In in pinception. Pinception. Inception's uh, not bad. Um, the, uh, but I like to think that the people, like the grave robbers or whatever, who took these chests, uh, missed these guys. Mm-hmm. So you feel pretty cool because you figured it out. Oh yeah. Like they got all the treasure, but you got the hidden treasure, mm-hmm. even if it's no good. Yeah. And also, you kill those guys that took the treasure and get their treasure. So <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So the circle of life is complete. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's let, let's talk about um Ilana. Yeah. Um so you, so you head down here there's a couple summons which you can take. Um which is helpful like Ilana um this is so. This is another of the daughters of Manus, mm-hmm. um, which is a super evocative phrase that I'm really glad they did something with. Like mm-hmm. having more than one um, shard of of Manus, yeah. Um, as these things is really cool to me, and they all represent different things. Yeah. And Alana is kind of like they kind of put their worst foot forward. Um, she is the most generic of them. Yeah. I think like she is she is about anger and yeah, she, uh, and vengeance. She has wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you get the wrathful axe. Mm-hmm. And uh she looks like Nishandra. Yes. Like she has the same uh kind of body type as Nishandra, mm-hmm. except she is the squalid queen, so she's made out of kind of poison and branches and such. Mm-hmm. She she looks like um uh she's wearing a dress made of exposed muscle and nerve fiber. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, like I find her design to be super like Bjork? Uh, it's um, kind of like that uh <laughs> Lady Gaga meat dress. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Dark Souls yeah. version of that. Yeah, it uh, it just it, the the profile that it cuts and the texture that it has is is like prima facie one of the more upsetting things in the game, I think. Yeah, yeah. And when you come in, she talks to you. Actually, mm-hmm. um, she says, uh, "You you are not worthy of this mire." Mm-hmm. I think she says something like something to that effect, and her soul says that she is gathering souls. So the idea, I think, in, in reading online, is that she is somehow gathering or extracting souls or power from sin, mm-hmm. while while sin sleeps um, yeah. in the next chamber. But we should talk about the fight too, not just uh, all the lower significant <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, so her thing is, you know, she's a caster. She has this powerful axe, uh, you know, that does a very basic attack. That is not what makes her hard. What makes mm-hmm. what makes her hard is the fact that she summons help, including one of which is a, just another boss. <laughs> yep. Like just 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 Velstat, poison Velstat. Yo, dog! I heard you yeah. like bosses, so <laughs> I put a boss in your boss, so you can boss while you boss. <laughs> Sorry to invoke a meme, but that is exactly what happens, and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I think that I think Alana is super hard without help. Like, Mm -hmm. if you bring in a human player, so you can split. Like, fighting Alana by herself is not too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can bring a human player that can keep Velstat busy, I think you can do okay against Alana. Yeah. Um, Soloing Alana is ridiculous, and like she does. I think it's random. I used to think that she only summoned Velstat if you brought help. Nope. But then I went in solo and got Velstatted. Yep. Um, because sometimes it's Velstat, sometimes it's skeletons. Sometimes it's piggies. Sometimes it's the piggies from the first village, yeah. little poison piggies. Yeah. Here, here's a pro sometimes tip. Sometimes it's Velstat po- and piggies and yeah, skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's, yeah, that's, it, it, here's a pro tip. If you get piggies, um, leave them all alone because I think it affects the time it will take before she summons again. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. fight her for a while. Yeah. The way yeah. that I think it works, at least in my, and I, I, I butted my head against her like 50 times. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it was so dispiriting. Um, <laughs> um, uh, if you if you summon help, if you bring anybody in, including, you know, Steelheart Ellie or Ben Hart or uh, NP, NP, or sorry PC help, um, <laughs> then she is more likely to summon Vendrick. But that does not keep her from summoning Vendrick. To, Velstat. Or sorry, yes, Velstat. There we go. It'd be, yeah, that's a, that's a lore bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. That is, uh, how does that work? Because... It specifically says on Velstad's uh, items or something that he never leaves Vendrick's side. He's like his shadow. Yeah. Um, it, how it, can how can she summon him? Or is it like a copy of him, uh, sort of made out of sticky stuff? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I think it is just like a creepy crawlies monster lab mold <laughs> yeah. version of him. Like it's. I think it's her like mocking. You know, mm. I think it's like a mock, literally like a mockery. Yeah. Would, uh, would that mean that she has met Velstat, that like yeah. Vendrick and Velstat went there and she met them and yeah. saw him and, and, and is therefore able to make like an, a, a copy of him? Th- that's my guess. That like holds, if, yeah. if, if, if Velstat didn't get the crown or uh, not Velstat, uh, Vendrick didn't get the crown because he's sending us, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that at some point him and Velstat were here and she maybe fought them off. Yeah, and yeah. that's why she knows about it. Or the other thing I was like, something I read online, and there's no support for this. I just kind of like the idea, is that she's drawing things from your head mm-hmm. because she's only drawing mm-hmm. things that you've seen before. Yeah. Um, even though you can go yeah. here before you fight Velstat, but like you know those piggies and the skeletons and stuff, like those piggies are pretty particular too, um, to a thing. So like the idea that she's actually pulling from your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you see uh, those piggies anywhere else than Majula? I don't um, remember. There is There's the one piggy in uh, uh in Seldora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Because it, yeah, it would be weird if she had piggies actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also saw some theories online about it being Velstad's brother who's uh who's been branded a traitor. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't remember mm-hmm. his name, but I saw some theories on that too. Yeah, Rame. It, it is it is not Rame. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's oh. confirmed later. Um, just as, okay. as you go through the, through the game, we, we, we meet Raim. So, mm-hmm. okay. I probably haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So she is pretty difficult by herself, you know, 
but uh, but the, the the help that she summons makes makes her feel functionally impossible. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. She uh, uh, has a lot of spells that will control the area. So she, I forget the name of that pyromancy that sets up the the, the mine, but she'll drop like two or three of those. Well, uh, flame swath. Flame swath. There we go. Yeah. 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 Which uh, you YouTubers uh, pronounce flame swath. Oh, cool. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear people say flame swath all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something we didn't say about the arena. You're fighting her in front of uh, um, another, like a copy of that uh, dragon mural. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if this is a kingdom that predates um, Vendrick, uh, then that means that that is a legend that is older than all of them. And it's not just endemic to, uh, um, you know, um, Vendrick and Aldia. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or it is something that. If this is from the the past or what have you, this is where it came from. Oh yeah, like the the recreations that you see in modern time are based on this. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the original because this seems to be about a society worshiping a dragon, yeah. which we know to be true of a uh, Sholva. Mm-hmm. So this would, could make sense for the Ur example of that that mural. Yeah, yeah. and maybe uh, maybe this you know kingdom fell you know during the cycle. Um, because everybody thought that okay, we need to keep this dragon happy because the dragon is going to be the ultimate uh, way to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then Yorg comes and Yorgs it up. <laughs> yep. Um, mercifully, like right after this, there's a bonfire right before the uh, the final boss. Yeah. Of the area, like it's pretty kind in that. Like this boss run up is a nightmare <laughs> for Alana if you haven't found the hidden bonfire. This next one is a breeze. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. And uh, you can summon summon half good help mm-hmm. here. Um, Transcendent Ed. <laughs> Eddie. Um, Eddie. <laughs> like Transcendent Eddie. Like he's a guy who sells like <laughs> repaired VCRs. <laughs> you know, like, our deals are transcendent. Um, yeah. Meditation the, uh, tapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Abbas Fiva. Fiva! Um, who... who <laughs> Remains garbage throughout all the DLCs. Like every time you can get a Abbas via Viva, <laughs> she's the worst. Never summon her. Yeah, um, but you can summon them for the next boss, um, Sin. Yeah, I I fucking love this fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Yeah, Sin Sin's really cool. Yeah. Um, did you? What was your experience when you first uh, first ran into Sin, Angelica? Yeah, I mean, I I knew it was going to be a dragon, but something I I was kind of disappointed because. <laughs> Uh, one part that we haven't mentioned is the it's, it's like a side boss where you fight these grave robber guys, mm-hmm. like three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I felt like so far all the bosses that I've met in the DLC were they were like I've seen these guys, I know these guys, I've beaten these guys before. I felt like I wanted something new, and I didn't mm-hmm. get that. So mm-hmm. when I when I got to the last boss i really was hoping to be surprised mm-hmm. I, yeah. I kind of i i missed the way i felt when when playing demon souls and i got to like the second boss of the first world when you meet like this huge knight yeah yeah the tower knight yeah and i i really liked that boss battle because it was so different um I kind of, I was hoping I would get that feeling again. And I really didn't from any of the bosses in the DLC. So when when I got to Sin, I was just really disappointed. Hmm. Um, but I had a really good fight. Uh, I think I actually, I, as I mentioned before, I think I did it on my first try, which is like super exciting when you <laughs> manage to do that. 
like your your pulse is so high and and you're like sweating and yeah screaming <laughs> so i was disappointed but i had a really good fight and it felt good beating him but yeah. i was i was hoping for more something different yeah. not just like hey there's a dragon sometimes he flies in the air and he can spit stuff at you yay yeah. dragons are cool yay <laughs> like, like we've done done if you have played dark souls one then like we've had a good dragon fight but just for dark souls 2 this is the first kind of good dragon fight um which is the reason why i liked it just because the ancient dragon is such trash mm -hmm. and uh the guardian dragon is is really minor mm -hmm. so like it is i don't feel like i agree with you that it's not something like totally new to the series because it does have shades of calamity um to the fight but i like it for at least in this game like being the first big dragon fight in the game that it does right and well, part of that is probably just how much I hate, 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 hate the ancient dragon fight. <laughs> so yeah, um, at the very least, you know, for for what it lacks in novelty uh, across the series with, with within the game, uh, this is one of the few, you know, big scale boss fights you get that isn't, you know, just somebody who is one and a half times the size of you. You know, like mm -hmm. this, the, like this is very much, you know, kind of more akin to Kalami or. Uh, you know, not quite as big as the uh, the storm ruler, but uh, but still like kind of in the same neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're you're in. But I think the um, um, I, when I play this, I I don't think I've looked up very much about the lore at all. So now I'm more aware about the whole cycle thing and. Uh, and like, like maybe there's a point that these creatures look like other creatures that I've met and so forth. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really think I've grasped that concept when I came here the first time. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. super obvious. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't looked up anything online regarding lore and just pieced together what you've found so far, it's not super obvious. Yeah. yeah. So like looking back, back at it now that I know the things I know, um, it's way cooler, I guess, than when I first got there. Did uh, do you did, get do you get the point? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this is, but that 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 first impression still remains separate from and distinct from your 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 appreciation of it as a whole, right? Like that. Yeah. That that. Yeah. In a lot of ways, won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you solo sin, Angelica? Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably brought the um, the white summons. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember the one that sucked, <laughs> Fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fever. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But I, I think I most of it I did on my own. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I usually I I I I have this kind of rule set up for myself. I I imagine a lot of people do, but I try to always beat the bosses uh, without getting help from other players because that's that's almost always too easy. So mm -hmm. I usually go at them by myself, like once, or uh, or I, I I feel like yeah, sure, I can summon the the summons that the games provide me with. So if there's a white summon sign uh, on on the ground of an NPC summon, I feel like it's okay to bring them. Mm -hmm. Sort. Of. Yeah, I, f I feel like across the board in this in this DLC, all of the boss fights are kind of designed and balanced around having people there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least uh, even you know even if not human players, yeah, yeah. You know, at the very least, the um, ones that they they provide you. The uh, the same hero uh, helped me through both 
um, to true through both Alana and Sin. Um, if you're listening, Cheeseburger, you did a really good job helping me out. <laughs> oh, Cheeseburger, thank nice. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeseburger, you, you made my night a lot easier. I like mine with onions and tomatoes. Yeah. No, just a uh, cheeseburger. You were you were a knight. Your name was all in lowercase. And you were tremendously helpful. Thank you, cheeseburger. I love how you remember this. <laughs> well, this, this, this was just last night. So. Okay. Oh, well. Um. You know, but Sin's big thing is, uh, you know, getting out of your reach. Um, you know, flying, kind of doing these dive bombing attacks, and uh, inflicting toxic with these huge, you know, his uh, his fire breath. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is uh, it is it is a it is a tricky fight. Just for, at least for like you know the limited times you're able to attack him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's distracted, like you do better. You know, if you can get him to do that, like shooting fire down at his crotch yeah. attack, you can go and really wail on his tail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which you can again cut off, but for nothing. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. But uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, Yorg's body is down here, <laughs> which uh, you can get his ring, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, fifty percent chance to deflect spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is pretty powerful. Um, uh, one thing I like about uh, Sin's design is the fact that he has Yorg's lance uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sticking out of it, and also you get that lance by cashing in his soul, which makes no sense at all. So, like, if somebody <laughs> yeah. if somebody shoots me and they use my soul. Do they get they did they get a version of that same gun? They get they get bullet soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, it, it's because it's so it's such a part of sin at this point. Yeah. It's a, like sin has like it has grown around it. Like his flesh has like kind of grown around the spear, mm-hmm. which is really kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a clean or not a clean rather. It's not a clean clean wound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it is it is a weird weird little thing, but it you know works out kind of well um after you beat him um you actually get the crown mm-hmm. um, which we talked about all of the crowns have a special effect to them oh yeah um this one oh, man i'm getting them confused i know remember what iron crown and the ivory crown does um what does this crown do do you remember i think this is a stat boost y- yeah it's a it's a stat boost i but i i forget exactly what it is of the sunken king let me n- not so subtly google this <laughs> uh yes what it does is it increases endurance strength dexterity intelligence and faith but it lowers vigor and vitality Mm. yeah yeah um so it's not not a bad little little headpiece Mm -hmm. um i know that those uh those items that increase stats are really sought after for uh soul level one runs because they help you use different equipment yeah that you would be able to use um but let's do the optional area real quick yeah. Talk to the cave of the dead. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Use that eternal sanctum key back towards the beginning of the, uh, of the, of the sanctum to immediately head out of the sanctum and up back into uh, uh, an area of the city that you haven't been to. Um, mm-hmm. I like that uh, this gets you up on top of the ziggurat. So you're, so you're like right on level with where you first, you know, entered. So you get kind of the, the, the opposite counterpoint view um, to, uh, to the introduction here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, there's another invasion. Uh, this is Rock Shield Balder. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy tosses Lloyd ta- Lloyd's talismans at you, um, which <laughs> is his yeah his his dick move. Um, and uh, and luckily he's right around. Um, if you set down that elevator, you have a nice pit mm-hmm. to kind of uh, uh, kite him around. Yeah. And uh, and makes him not too bad. 
Yeah. Otherwise, but, uh, you're fighting thing, him on a, on a bridge. Yeah, which is, it is not the place to fight him. Um, you want to get past that mm-hmm. if you can. Um, but the Cave of the Dead itself is the, uh, the challenge dungeon. So each of the DLCs has their own challenge area, um, similar to how the, um, the Abyss, uh, Chasm of Old, was like yeah. the challenge area for the, uh, the first game. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one, there's these little areas where you can summon. If you don't have the DLCs, you can actually get summoned in to help for the challenge areas mm-hmm. and get a taste of them. So in that very first room, if you put down a summon sign, you can get summoned here mm-hmm. um, into this area. Yeah. Hmm. Um, when you do that, you also have a chance to uh, get drops of DLC exclusive items. Mm-hmm. So like, it's possible to get the puzzling uh, sword without actually having the DLC. Yep. I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's that's really nice of them to include. Mm-hmm. It's what those um those weird statues are. Yeah. In this mm. first place, they correspond to the statues in the uh, the first area. Yeah. So it's kind of you know kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and there are people you know you can summon human players, which is a good idea because they will actually run to the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you summon the NPCs, <laughs> uh, they will stop and fight everything until they die. Yes. Uh, which, which is, is likely uh, because everything is a lot of things. Yes. Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a straight up super gauntlet. Um, there's Alphys and uh, Rapacious Andre um, are the two NPCs here who yeah. are like not bad, mm-hmm. but they just they will die. Yeah. So unless you protect them, which like if you're doing this boss run a thousand times, which I'm sure you will be, um, you don't want to clear the area every single time. <laughs> like that is not that's no fun. Yeah. I wonder, can you actually exhaust these enemies on a, on I, a run? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think I mentioned this. I've. I think I've only exhausted one or two enemies in the whole game, mm, okay. ever. So I haven't like really, really tried it. Like my thing is, I once I get to it once, then if I have to do it again, I just figure out how to do it without fighting. Yeah, yeah. So like you can. This is a really easy boss run if you just run mm-hmm. for it, because um, you just go to the right as soon as you're first dropped down, and you're you're more or less there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that's a, like I would summon NPCs, and then I would do the point mm-hmm. thing to try to communicate. Like let's just go. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to stop. Let's run to the gate. And then most of the time, human NPCs would, would understand. And that's why I stopped summoning the computer NPCs, because they were worthless. Yeah. Um, there are different statues down here, and they kind of crisscross the entire area. Uh, it, I think it has even more coverage than the Black Gulch, even, mm-hmm. uh, because you also have these mobile ones. These are, these are red statues, as opposed to green ones, and they will inflict Petrify on you. Yeah. 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 And uh, luckily, I had enough resist where I could just kind of, you know, if I got hit by one or two, it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss of this area um, is, again, uh, from software, having fun with uh, NPC invasions and stuff. <laughs> yep. um, this is the experience you would have if you invaded, like, a gang squad, mm-hmm. um, which is a term, like, if, if somebody has two helpers and then they just wait to be invaded and then just <laughs> murder somebody three on one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what this is. <laughs> So, so Angelica, you you were you were uh, pretty underwhelmed with this. It sounded like. Well, um, I think I just uh, was hoping for something new, something different, and. Uh, but this one was pretty fun. I did this one quite a lot. Uh, I like to put my summon sign down and help other players. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, it's not as as actually rewarding. Uh, as it was in Dark Souls 1, where you got, like, a bunch of souls and stuff. Uh, No, you got your human form back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Dark Souls 2, it doesn't really give you that much to help other players, except, like, you get to practice the boss, and it makes you feel like a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think this was an area where I kind of hung around and helped other players for fun. Yeah. 
that's nice of yeah. you because this requires help. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I don't really, I, I don't think I played as you guys tell, like you just run to the boss. I, I usually go through it. I like killing everything first. Uh, at least like maybe the first 10 times. Mm-hmm. And then I just get tired because I don't know when I, when I try to run, I usually make mistakes. I like to go slow and steady. Yeah. That's more my kind of style. So mm, I think I maybe play play the game a little bit differently than you guys do. But differently, I'm just speaking for me. I think that yeah. I don't know if Cole necessarily does yeah. that. Like, and and I I definitely do uh, slow and steady the first time through. Like I want to drink everything in, but then at that point, like it's especially if I know a boss is going to be some bullshit. Um, I want to get to it really quick if I can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm somewhere in between. And that's yeah. probably like the beauty of Dark Souls that. There are so many different ways you can play it, yeah. and mm-hmm. you can, there are so many different kinds of, of, of builds. You always find something. Eventually, you always find something that suits you, that suits your player style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is three dudes. Um, they are grave robbers. Yes, essentially, one of them has grave robber in his name. Yeah, um, but the other ones, they're just wearing mismatched equipment. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're they're grave robber Varg and Sarah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, explorer Sarah, and uh, the ancient soldier. I think. Yep, ancient Something soldier like Varg. Yeah, um, <laughs> grave yeah. robber blip blip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. there's like nothing new to these guys. They're like patched no. up pieces of other characters that you've already met. Yeah, somehow. Yep. Havel. Yeah, 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 Havel set, Lucatiel set, and uh, Alva set. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, yeah, they're just, they, they stole this, you know, I like, uh, I think Vadi says this, but I think I agree with it. Like these might've been the people who kind of just kind of came to pillage the city mm-hmm. after it died and, and stole all this stuff. Not that, that necessarily means Havel was here. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, I think it's just another set of Havel's armor, but yeah. the, uh, yeah, there's not that much to the fight. If you have help, it's, you know, just a, a big kind of brawl. <laughs> if you don't have help, which like I've done this with my build, my big strength build, I soloed these guys. Oh, wow. With Vest, I couldn't solo it. First time through, I couldn't solo it. Mm-hmm. So I fought these guys three times. And the trick is you just run. Yep. Forever. Like just run in circles, get your hits when you can, mm-hmm. and trick them into, you know, if you fall down onto the lower level with the water, mm-hmm. it will take them a while to get to you. Yeah. So you can heal. Yeah. This this is set up like a multiplayer deathmatch map, actually. Yeah, is is what the design of it reminds me of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and your reward uh, is a flower skirt. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, you get a nice, you get, you get a cute bottom, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. Yep, that's it. It's a. And they, it's they give you pretty... big upgrade materials, or like yeah, yeah they give you uh, high level upgrade materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the, the the flower skirt, like there's nothing to it from its from its description. It just kind of boosts vigor and endurance is the is the mm-hmm. function. So it's it's kind of anticlimactic. You know, you're doing this challenge for its own sake, right? Yeah. The, the uh, did you say the skirt boosts uh, vigor and endurance? Yes. That's interesting because those are the two things that the crown uh, doesn't boost. Oh yeah. So I guess if you wear the whole set. Yeah. Yeah, kind of shores up the weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, you also find some bright bugs, which I'm surprised we didn't mention this or you know it didn't occur. To me, in particular, in the uh, um, oh gosh, Amana episode, those are the bugs that are like floating around in their yeah. description. They uh, they say uh, you know it's the marshlands and the undead crypt. They, they actually comfort the undead and they are healing items. Yeah, well, they're, and they're not healing items. The bright aren't they the ones that make you um, take less damage and do more damage when you're close to death? 
Yes, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of weird little items. You get lots of temporary stat boosting items mm-hmm. you get, um, which like, I, I will use just for funzos, even though like they don't make that big of a difference. Yeah. Um, here. I haven't done anything where, like, can, do you know if you can like use one of those items and then put on equipment you're not supposed to wear? I don't know. Like, if you just uh, want to wear the equipment for five minutes? I don't yeah, know. I can't speak to that. Because I can see that if like there's a an item that you just want to, you only want to be able to wear it for like a boss, mm-hmm. you know, putting on taking one of those bombs. But yeah. otherwise, they're kind of kind of goofy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But with with that, like we've pretty much exhausted all of the sunken king stuff. Like you can take the crown back to Vendrick and uh, get it get a little bit more of the story. Uh, which is kind of some stuff that we already know from context. It's not, you know, unique information. He gives you more, uh, you know, more about like what the dark is and, you know, its relationship to the fire and just kind of he admits that, you know, his whole pursuit of power to get closer to the flame is is folly. But uh, there's still more to this that you're going to have to uh, going to have to uncover with subsequent crowns. Yeah. Do you have any kind of wrap up thoughts, Angelica, about uh, this DLC? Mm, I think I, I probably have been sounding a little bit skeptical. Um, as I said, I was, I was hoping for um, more new stuff, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's more Dark Souls. I can never complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also have a... I think it's hard for me to actually finish the game before I know I will have something else to play. Because mm. I did that with, uh, with Dark Souls 1. I did actually not kill the last boss until a few weeks before Dark Souls 2. Oh, yeah. Because I have a way of playing that makes me start over. When I get to the end, I start over. I just do it all over again. (laughs) So I I always try to leave something to, like, so that I know that I always have something new Dark Souls to play until the next game comes out. Yeah, hold hold a little back. (laughs) Hold a little Mm -hmm. piece back for yourself. Yeah, (laughs) uh, because... Because the most amazing thing about Dark Souls is actually entering a new area that you haven't seen, that you haven't been to. Uh, like, there's nothing that can give you back the feeling of doing something in Dark Souls for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that new um, area in a ways and, and all of the promise it brings is, like, the best yeah. thing. Yeah, so, so. so I'm thinking about maybe I should save, like, some part of the last DLC or something. Yeah. Um, I'm not at all answering your question here. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm wondering if that, you know, that that, that disappointment at the lack of novelty is kind of the, the, the other side of the blade that that, that, that cuts, you know, from the thing, the, the thing that people praise this DLC for, which is that it does feel like a throwback, right? Like it pulls yeah. design cues, you know, from Dark Souls 1 um, in yeah. the way that it kind of like layers over on top of itself. And, it, you know, if this is kind of an extended homage to that, design ethic if that lack of novelty is just you know part and parcel of that mm-hmm. but i love how they how they dare to be a little bit more goofy with this mm-hmm. dlc than with the main game yeah. like mm-hmm. the the super weird three tree that's probably not a fallout reference but could be but it's still a super <laughs> funky tree somewhere that bleeds repair powder <laughs> um and stuff like that i feel like they they had some fun with it mm-hmm. and i really appreciate that mm-hmm Um, what are we doing next time Cole well next time logically we're going to go after the next crown uh, which uh, I mean I guess you can do them in any order you like but we're going after the Iron King's crown uh, the order they were released yes the order they were released which (laughs) is is, is as good as any who are we going to be joined by Gary 
Uh, Jason Killingsworth. Oh, yeah. Formerly of Edge Magazine, Mm -hmm. uh, now of Riot Games. Um, But you may remember him from the uh, first episode that we had a guest on from the Demon's Souls season. And uh, we're super happy to have him back. When when uh, Dark Souls first uh, two first came out, I contacted him about coming back for the show, and he hadn't gotten a chance to play it and everything. But you know, a lot of time has passed yeah. since then, and he has he's rectified that mistake. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're super excited to have Jason back. Yeah, awesome dude. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet, Angelica? So um, they can uh, most of the time <laughs> find me on Twitter. I tweet, but in Swedish, so probably not that helpful, uh, but it's Fruken yeah, Nurgren. Um, maybe you can post a link or something, but um, the, uh, still, it's most of the time in Swedish. Yeah, it was, it was funny. When, maybe I should get in like, <laughs> English Twitter. But it's funny because when, I, when um, I first talked Go to you about um, being guest on the show and I followed you on Twitter, um, I would see these tweets that were in Swedish I didn't understand. And one of them was, um, you know, had Gamergate in it in English. And I was like, I should I should translate this and make sure that you're not going to come on and, and be pro, <laughs> pro Gamergate um, on the show. And then it was it was you making fun of those guys, which I support. So it's like, as long as you're on the right side of that, I'm, I'm OK. So... <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I was just, I wanted to make sure we weren't making a terrible mistake. And as it turns out, uh, we did not (laughs) at all. Because this has been delightful. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah, very, very nice to meet you. Um, Really appreciate it. That's good. You you, you taking your time (laughs) to spend with us. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And then for our purposes, um, this comes out after the charity stream, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, So we just had that. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it went well. And hopefully you guys donated. Yeah. Um, like whenever we do this, I just I just want to throw in. Hopefully this isn't like a posthumous release. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't die, and if we're still alive, these are the things we hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so now that now that that's a, a charity business is behind us, you can get, we can go back to shilling ourselves. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> and how? A uh, uh, big thing since the uh, since the winter holidays. Uh, are coming up. If you're going to be doing any shopping using Amazon, you can use our tip jar link, duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Uh, totally upfront, this is an affiliate kind of thing. We do get a cut from that, but that does a, a lot to help fund uh, our, our, our network. And December is always, November and December are always good months for that. So it'd be, it'd be weird if it wasn't an affiliate thing and we were just like, we just like Amazon. <laughs> they provide like, a quality they're, service. They're great. Why don't you guys use them? They're awesome. Um, like they're just they're just cool guys. Um, I'm not scared of their like terrifying drone Big Brother technology that they're yeah. they're creating. It's not like they're going to be responsible for Skynet. Like I think yeah. they're great. Jeff yeah. Jeff Bezos is my lord and master. Yeah, I think that um, those people who are passing out from heat stroke in their warehouses uh, should yeah. uh, should just buck up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, bootstraps. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. So it's not just because we like Amazon. Yeah. Um, it is because we do get a cut. Yep. But you know, what are you gonna do? Not shop Amazon? Yeah, this is the world we live in. It's 2014. Yeah, give yeah. me a break. So we appreciate anybody who takes the extra step to go through that. Uh, you can make it easier by creating a little bookmark in your uh, bookmark bar. But uh, mm-hmm. that that is something that is huge this time of year. In addition to kind of the other stuff. Yeah, and principal among the other stuff is our Patreon campaign. Um, we are very close to our uh, Bloodborne tier. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, you can kick us a couple bucks a month. And uh, we're, we get that uh, we get that tier for Bloodborne, and we're going to be able to buy PS4s and buy Bloodborne mm-hmm. and keep doing the show without undue cost to us. Yeah. Uh, on a stress again, we're not holding the show hostage. The show will go on, but yeah. like we weren't planning on being buying PS4s. Like I'm literally just getting one for the show. Mm-hmm. So sinking, you know, $500 into, into this thing is not my, you know, was not number one on my list of priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, other than just do me only do bonfire side chat and play Bloodborne, which I, I like to do. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, with Bloodborne's delay, uh, we are going to be discussing uh, different ways we can fill those uh, those extra weeks. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about the options that we have in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, too. Um, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's probably about it. Um, yeah. Angelica, thank you again so much. Yeah. Really. Yeah, thank you for this. having me. I, I I think I have to go play Dark Souls now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing with Dark Souls. Hear Dark Souls, play Dark Souls. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it is uh, it means a lot to us. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And, uh, right. and until next time, seek misery. Yeah, lest this world, so this world might be mended. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon 